Hey, how's it going? Alex here. Today, we're going to talk about a few different things, just some basic fundamental principles that I wanted to bring up because sometimes I feel like we get so caught up in the nitty gritty of investing that we don't back up for a moment and focus on why we're doing it or what the alternatives are. So I want to take today's episode to talk about a few things, specifically the three things that you can do with money. All right, let's go. right (laughs) welcome welcome to the stock stories podcast my name is alex mason and i am your host and stock storyteller thank you so much for joining me today this is the podcast where we decode the business behind the stock as well as look at mental models and other principles in order to help you become a better investor that is my mission that is my goal so thank you again for joining me If you're new to the show, that's exactly what we do here. We mostly look at case studies of individual companies. We looked at one last week. We recently talked about McCormick, did a two-part series on the spice business and seasoning business there. Hope you enjoyed that. And today we're going to talk about more so principles. And I want to be clear, if you're a seasoned investor, if you... We're hoping to hear me talk about balance sheets and cash flows today. Today's not that day. So if you want to hear that, just fast forward to next week's episode, or you can go back into the archive to find one of the many episodes where I discuss those specifics. Today's episode is more so geared toward you, the newer investor listening to this. If you're just getting started, or maybe you haven't even started investing yet, but you're really interested in it and you want to learn more about it, I want to kind of put things in context for you and just back up to a very, very simple set of principles that I think is important for anyone who's getting started in investing. Because if you've never invested before, it's kind of a different thing to do with money, right? I mean, most of the time, you're really just getting money and spending it. At least I know (laughs) that's what I did before I started investing. So let's talk about that for a moment. Let's talk about the three things you can do with money. So in my opinion, investing, it's just so amazing. It's so powerful. In fact, I think it's one of the most powerful skills you can develop in life because it helps you to achieve financial freedom, right? And financial freedom, wow, like what is that? Let's stop and define that for a moment. I define financial freedom as having enough money in your life to not have to necessarily sell your time anymore, to have enough cash flow and wealth built up that, You can do 
what you want in life. You can pursue the things that you want to pursue. To me, that's what financial freedom is. And that number specifically is different for everyone. And so that's why I think investing is so important. Now, earning more income is an important skill set, and so is frugality and watching what you spend. But in reality, the value of both of those things are limited if you never learn how to make your money grow. I mean, think about it. If you make a million dollars a year and you spend just $10,000 a year or something like that, you're super frugal, but you make a ton of money. Well, then you have this huge pile of cash that you put in a savings account maybe or a checking account. And it's just going to sit there. It's just going to sit there and eventually you'll you'll probably run out over your lifetime because you're, you're not making your money work for you. Unless, of course, you happen to spend significantly under the rate of inflation or something like that. But you're just sitting on a pile of cash. And that's not really good enough for most of us. We need to make our money work for us because... We're relying on it to to live, to live and to give abundantly. So when people learn about investing, a lot of times they just jump right into the what and the how of investing and they feel chastised from whoever's teaching them sometimes because they start talking about the when because they wish or they're told that they should have started investing earlier. Don't you know compound interest is so powerful, etc.? <laughs> But I'm not here to chastise you. No matter where you're at in your investing journey, I want you to know that it's never too late. It's never too late. Whether you're young or older, you can make investing work for you. And it's so important. But before we talk about the what, the when, and the how, which we do in many episodes of this show, they're all important. I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the why. The why, why invest, why even bother putting money at risk in the stock market or anything else? But even more essentially than that, what's the purpose of money and why should you care about it? Well, the thing is, we should acknowledge that there are only three things that we can do with money. We can spend it, we can give it away, and we can invest it or save it. That's it. Those are our only options. Once we have money in our control, that's what we can do. And there's tremendous power in that. Let's look at each of these. The first is to spend. Spending, it's the most natural option for many of us. In fact, it is a necessary option in the modern world. If we can't make it or do it ourselves, then we need to get it from someone else. And the most popular way to do that is to exchange this digital representation of value, since that's what money is, for what we want. This is how we provide shelter for our family. This is how we put food on the table. It's how we acquire education, entertainment, transportation, comfort in all of its forms, and every other conceivable type of utility, just like the mental model we talked about a few weeks ago. This is how we get it. If we cannot spend money, our standard of living will plummet and our physical needs are at a high risk of not being met and no one wants to go cold at night or fall asleep with an empty stomach. And if we can't grow food ourselves or build a shelter ourselves, then 
we're going to need money to buy access to those things. So spending is very important. And in fact, whenever I say the word money or someone says the word money, I think that's automatically where most of our minds gravitate toward. It's the spending of it. (laughs) We want to use it to improve our lives. The second thing we can do with money is to give it. We can also give it away. Most of the time, this is simply another way of spending money. It's just that we allow others to do it for their benefit. Giving money is one of the many ways that we can help other people. Giving money allows us to clothe kids with coats in the wintertime. It allows us to grant scholarships, to feed the homeless, provide job opportunities, and even endow chairs at universities. It allows us to research cures for diseases, invent new life-changing products, and keep our local park clean and free of trash. Instead of money being used just for my benefit, it can be used for your benefit and for our benefit. And wow, this is very powerful. This is a way that money can be used to really empower the world. And there's so many different ways to give some you know, better than others, but there's so many different ways to give. And I think that giving is just an amazing aspect of money that all of us should consider and not just the spending part, but the giving part as well. Let's talk about saving and investing now. Saving money, it's the opposite of both spending and giving money away. After we receive money, it stays in our possession or ownership, right? And that increases our capacity to spend or give more at a later date. Now, some people are more natural spenders or givers, but some people, like me, we're natural savers. We like to keep some money on the side, even if we don't really know what we're going to do with it later. (laughs) I remember when I was a kid, I had this small Mickey Mouse coin bank And I hid it under my bed and gradually over time, I would drop change into it that I found on the street. And eventually I had enough coins and bills saved up that I was able to buy my very own lava lamp for my room. (laughs) And that was so cool. But that was only possible because I saved it. I stored over time and I built up enough so that I could then spend on something that I wanted. And the tricky part about saving money is that it's deferred spending. (laughs) It's not immediate. We don't get to enjoy the benefits of the money right now. We have to wait. The inescapable forward movement of life's most precious resource, which is time, that means that it's really hard to be able to do this for most of us, especially when we have some kind of immediate need that can be filled by spending money today. And This applies even if we're not spending our own money. Maybe we're spending money on credit or borrowing it somehow. A lot of times we do this because we just want it right now. We need it right now. Whether it's an emergency situation or not, it gratifies our desire for the now. So deferred spending is really the opposite of this. Now it's important to do this because even though we have immediate needs, we may have large expenses in the future and these can be planned or unplanned. 
that we just can't pay for today. Think about things like buying a home. I mean, buying a home for many people is the biggest purchase that they ever make in their lives. And even though they borrow a lot of the money from a bank, you still need a down payment. You still need to accumulate usually tens of thousands of dollars in the case of many homes here in America in order to be able to purchase a home. And that requires planning. It requires saving. It requires deferred spending. So that is something that is really important. And having money set aside for the future for purchases large and small, it's just a wise thing to do. Now, I want to touch on investing now because investing is kind of like savings, but the next level of saving. When you save money, you're basically just saying to yourself, okay, I am willing to gradually store this money for later. But with investing, it's a whole different level. Instead of just saving money for later, you're saving money for later and growing it. And that's the key. Investing is about growth of capital. You're deferring your spending not just to pull back what you put away, but to grow and capitalize on the fact that you are not spending now and you're allowing time and allowing compound interest to work in your favor. And this is why investing is so important, right? Because we know that inflation, which is basically the amount of purchasing power that our dollars have, inflation goes up over time. And that means that if I buy something for $5 today, in 10 years, it probably will be $6 or something like that. It's going to go up in price. So the value of those $5 that I have saved today isn't worth quite as much in 10 years as it is today because of inflation. Prices go up, costs go up. That's the way that the economy typically operates. And so if I just save money, then inflation will gradually eat away little by little at all of my purchasing power. So if I stuff a bunch of cash under my mattress <laughs> and then I try to spend it 10, 20, 30 years from now, yeah, it's going to have some value, but it won't have as much value as I have in the present. And this is different with investing though, because when you invest money, it grows, it grows over time. And as long as you're beating the rate of inflation, which historically has been around three to 4% per year, although we've been in a period of super low inflation over the past several years, something like 2% inflation, investing allows you to grow faster. And that means that the money that you'll have tomorrow or in the future is actually more. It actually will allow you to buy more than you could buy today. And that is such a powerful concept. If we don't understand this, if we don't internalize this in our minds and in our hearts, then we can't succeed as investors because we'll never be able to really build wealth because wealth is an increase in purchasing power, right? I want to be able to buy more things and more services in the future than I can today. That's, that's the whole point of investing. So that's saving and investing. Now, I want to talk about this too at the end. Uh, 
Ultimately, there's really only one thing that can be done with money. When I think about it framed another way, there's really only one thing that we can do with money, and that is to spend it. Spending on yourself or your family, it brings you things that you immediately need or want. Giving money away allows other people to spend money on things that they need or want. And then saving or investing is just a way to defer future spending. And of course, in the case of investing, we're growing that ability of future spending, but it's still about future spending. All money is eventually spent by someone, somewhere, at some point in time. So when we obtain money, I think we would be better served if we think with this frame of mind. The money that you earn is eventually going to be spent. You just have to figure out the how and the when and ask yourself why you are making that choice. To spend and to give are the most common courses of action, but saving and investing is important because it allows more money to be spent in the future, and that has tremendous value. How much value does it really have, and is it really worth putting money aside for the future relative to the benefits of spending it or giving it away today? The answer, I would assert, is a resounding yes, and that's because of compound interest. So there are three things that we can do with money. We can save it and invest it. We can give it away or we can spend it. And all three are important. We just have to figure out what those ratios are for us at this particular moment in our lives. And if you're a new investor out there, you've never invested before, maybe you've only ever spent money. Maybe you've never even given money away. I would suggest go ahead and try giving money away in a way that is consistent with your values and with your heart. Go ahead and try it out because it's a different feeling than when you're spending money. And if you've both given money away and spent it, try investing it, even if it's something very simple. If you're interested in buying your first stock, go ahead and just download a brokerage app of your choice and Set up your account, fund it with a little bit of money, and buy your first stock. It's great to just get started, even if you don't completely know what you're doing. And that's part of my job is to help you learn what to do, (laughs) which I cover in many other episodes. But just get started if you haven't started investing. And remember that all of these things that we do with money, they're ultimately for the purpose of spending it. So consider, is this money is this dollar that you're allocating to investing. How much do you want it to become? What are your investing goals? And how long are you willing to wait for it to grow before you spend it or you, or you allow someone else to spend it on your behalf through the act of giving? Think about these things. I think it's really important. But I just wanted to give a reminder today of what those three things you can do with money are and why it's so important to think about this. Again, like I said at the very beginning, a lot of times we just jump into the how of investing and the what and the when and the mechanics behind it. But I think every once in a while, it's good to just step back, particularly for newer investors to remember, why are we doing this? (laughs) Why are we even putting our capital at risk? Well, it's because we have the high probability of getting much more tomorrow if we invest it intelligently. 
and investing is one of those key components of the three things that we can do with money. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show. My name is Alex Mason, and I am your stock storyteller. And next week, we'll be having another episode. We're going to get back into the S&P 500 companies because one of our goals on this show is to go through every single component of the S&P 500. And I've got some great research that I've done for you. We're going to be looking at the housing industry. So thank you in advance for coming back next week to listen to that episode. And I'm really excited to share what I've learned with you. All right. Until next time, have a great day. The information presented here on Stock Stories is for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only. You and you alone are responsible for your investment and financial decisions. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, or financial advisor that can analyze your specific situation in the context of your goals and circumstances.